going into loyalty. Um, loyalty, being true to yourself and to God requires loyalty. Loyalty starts in the, the heart. Intense motives, desires that are in the heart, regardless of behavior, are weighed in the matter of loyalty. To align with heaven, we must align our hearts, our thoughts, our words, our actions with those of heaven. And we've talked about alignment before. You know, the Lord in the conference dropped this word, and it was a strong word because he wouldn't let me let it go. I had to speak it, but it was about the plumb line. And how, you know, in the Bible it talks to, about Zerubbabel when he was going to build the temple. The Lord said he dropped a plumb line. And that's really, um, you know, what aligning is. It's aligning with heaven. And we have to learn to align by the spirit, not with our soul. But the Lord released that in our spirits this weekend, which is awesome. This alignment requires loyalty, a single heart, not duality. <clears throat> and, you know, um, loyalty. Oh, we saw this great movie. I, I get to talk about whatever I want to because I'm up here. We saw this great movie, and it was called um, ha Hashi, Hashi, A Dog's Tale, and it was about a dog. Did you see that movie? Oh, yeah, and how this dog for years came to that same tra train station and waited for his master. Oh my gosh! And and but every day I thought, you know, that was his happy place. He just wanted to be there because he had all these memories of his owner. He's going to come and and you know be excited to see him. And oh, but it was such a oh yeah. But loyalty, we you know, one of the things that happens, and I I remember this because you know we all go through trials. We all go through struggles, and it could be just when you're tired. You know, I experienced that this week. I was like, just tired from tax season and the go, 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 the rush, 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 do, 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 and schedule, schedule, schedule. And you know how you just wake up in the morning, and all of a sudden you got a bunch of negative stuff just flowing, and your back is hurting, and everything is aching, and 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 then you're thinking, huh? <laughs> and you're and you're thinking, okay. And then you just want to spew out a bunch of negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? Anybody with? Or is it just me? <laughs> okay. And so we have to <laughs> we we have to remember that if we engage in that, if we engage in it, then we're not really being loyal to the word and to the master, right? And so you have to, like, physically, you have to say, I need to spend some time in worship. And I'll tell you another great tool is just speaking in tongues. Does anybody do that? Because I'm telling you, just when you got a bunch of just junk and it's like, Lord, I've gotten up in the middle of the night and just started whispering and speaking in tongues just because... It just flushes stuff out and gets me in the spirit. So it's a great, great secret weapon, you know, to get in the spirit, come out of all that fleshy stuff and, uh, and access the spirit. But we have to do this. We have to be loyal. See, loyalty is not always easy, right? 
So the evidence of loyalty is a single heart. And listen, when we have our body speaking to us and the body's going, you're hurting, you're aching, you're tired, and then you got your soul speaking to you like, man, you I just got to do that again. I'm like dreading that. I'm angry about that. Whatever the stuff that goes on in our soul. We got our bodies speaking. We got our souls speaking. But we have to we have to say, but master. We have to we have to look at the spirit because everything in the spirit is perfected. And we have to yield. We have to be loyal to our master. We have to be loyal to the spirit. We have to shake off the fetters, the, the things that are, that are attacking us. We have to come against, we have to war and say, oh no, you don't devil. You're not going to do that to my body. In Jesus name, I speak to you flesh. And I tell you right now, you be healed, you be whole, you be strong. There'll be no weakness in you. And I don't care what my body's saying. I'm not listening to you because the word of God says by his stripes, I am. I mean, we have to, we have to war sometimes, right? We have to war to be loyal. We got a war because the enemy comes in like a flood. When he comes in, he, he'll, he'll do little nitpicky things, but then he'll come in for the kill. <laughs> you know, he'll come in with the whole big thing, just unload on you. And you got to be, you got to be winning all the little stuff. You got to be standing firm, but then you got to embrace yourself. And listen, just know that when he's coming in like that, it's because there's a blessing Right, right there. And he's wanting you to abort the blessing with what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. He's wanting to see if he can get you off target, get you out of alignment, because the blessing is right there. And it's right there. But if you get caught up in all that stuff and you start saying the wrong stuff, then he can... You, it'll just go right on by you. You won't even see it, right? So we got to know the schemes of the enemy. But that comes first and foremost by being saying, Lord, I will be loyal. I am not going to let my body be commander in chief. I'm not going to let my soul and all the crazy emotions and stuff like that be commander in chief. The word of God is the commander in chief. Jesus himself is commander, commander in chief. It says, for let not the, that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we have to have a singular heart. You see, we have our body, stuff goes on, we have our soul, we got all that stuff. But our heart belongs to Jesus. And we know that. We know that if he walked in a room and we saw him face to face, we know that all of that other would not even matter. Do you understand? Because your heart, your heart is really right, right? And it's, it wants to be loyal to the Lord. But what happens is we get taken captive by the oppressor, by the enemy, and we go, we go with him and we let him take over. And then we miss our blessing, right? It says, but when you ask him, this is out of the New Living Translation, um, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty 
is as unsettled as a wave in the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So listen, people. When you got that onslaught coming on and your, your body's being attacked, your mind's being attacked, listen, the storm is right there. It's like the, you're ready to be tossed to and fro. And not only are you going to be tossed to and fro and tormented and dig a deeper hole, more pain, more weakness, more confusion, all these things. If you don't take a stand right then and there and say, I am loyal to my master, the word of God, then we have to know, listen, you are a three-part being. You don't just have a body. You don't just have a soul. You have a spirit. And that's just, that is perfect because of Jesus Christ. Your spirit is is absolutely perfect. It is righteous. It is whole. It is as perfect as it is going to be when you go to heaven. You see, your spirit is forever redeemed. And it is it is just as powerful, more powerful than the body and everything else. Because the body actually gets its life from the spirit. <laughs> I mean, so this, the body is subject to the spirit, our soul, right? So we have to we have to yield to the spirit and not all the other stuff. Remember that, you know. Sometimes when you look at this, and I know I've, I've kind of brought this up a couple times, and we're going to go more into this. But when you look at that and you think, "Well, I'm up there," you know, "I'm here," "I'm there." What we're doing is we're looking at it from a soulish perspective. Because if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, spirit, your spirit is right there. It is equivalent to Jesus Christ. It is, it's, not a, it's not like a little tiny baby. It has everything that Jesus has. It has all the power. It has all authority. It has the resurrection power. It has everything in it. And that's, that's what you look like in the spirit. Right there. Right there. And we just need to know how to align with that. Connect with that, you see? <clears throat> Instead of seeing ourselves as... Oh, I'm just... You know, when, when, when am I ever going to get this right? <laughs> see you are righteous right now but you have it you're, you're just taking a soulish perspective step into the spirit perspective okay that right there is you and that is in existence complete whole every bit of power in it amen and we'll teach some more on that we'll I'm, I'm gonna bring up more of that but when you realize that wait a minute I, I I'm not just over here a body and I'm not over here just this messed up mind there's that part of me too I can just step into the spirit and let that rule and reign amen Is that, that is, that's 
You getting it? Making a little sense. You see, if it's like it's like if the Lord said, you know, I hear people all the time saying, one day I'm going to get it right. One day I'm going to grow up. Or one day I'm going to this and that. I'm going to be what I'm supposed to be one day. And the Lord's going, will somebody just tell them that they already are? Do you think maybe that one day is what's actually in the way? Somebody, the Lord says, somebody tell them they are the righteousness of God. You have everything you need complete in him. Amen? Okay. So when we realize that, that we don't have to be the body and we don't have to be the soul, we can be the spirit and be whole. Be whole. Shalom. (laughs) Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Right? Amen? We can be that. Be loyal to that. Make a decision. I'm going to be loyal. I'm not going to be double-minded. I'm not going to be like over here and see we can like step back into all this. Got all this soulish perspective. All that stuff. (laughs) Just step over here. (laughs) And you can do that easily. Speaking in tongues is an awesome tool. The word of God is an awesome weapon. And sometimes you have to war. Okay? And so it's then you can be loyal. A person who is not loyal is unsettled, unstable, unsuccessful in all his ways. God cannot reward such a person. Because if they're not loyal then they're sowing to the flesh. They're sowing to the the wrong things all the time. They're sowing here and sowing there. If they're one day this way and that day or another minute this way, and back and forth, back and forth, then they're just unstable. And the reward is just they're going to miss it. The Lord is wanting to reward. He's wanting to just lavish us with every blessing beyond what we can ask or think. But he can't do it because we keep sowing to the flesh. We can't even see what the blessing is because it's coming. It's gone by us. We don't even know because we're over here going, oh, oh, oh. right? So we have to, we have to um, be loyal. 1 Samuel 26, 23, the Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal. And I refuse to kill you even when the Lord placed you in my power. This is David where he was, he, he had found Saul in the cave, and he could have easily killed him at that time, but I think he just took a little piece of his garment or something to let him know that he was there. He said, the Lord placed you in my power, for you are the Lord's anointed one. In other words, he realized that even though this was a king in authority, who was a, a, anointed by the Lord? at one time, and he respected that, even though this man was trying to kill him. The measure that you are loyal to God in being faithful, obedient, reverencing, God-fearing, is the measure that you are loyal and able to be and live in truth. 
So we have, when we're loyal to God, when we're faithful to God, when we're obedient to God, we are living in truth. When we are not loyal to God, when we're unfaithful to God, when we are uh, disobedient, we are living in deception. Right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's just you know, it's truth or deception. You want to live in truth? Then be loyal. You want to live in deception? And, you know, wake up one day, oh, my God, I was deceived. <laughs> you want to live in deception? I've lived in deception for years. We can all live in it. You can live in it and go, oh, God, why is this happening to me? Because we're living in deception, right? And even when I thought I was being faithful and loyal, you know, I was in deception. Yes, ma'am. Woohoo. Right? So loyalty is very important for staying in truth. Right? The enemy comes at us with lies. I just want you to, to know this. This is how he comes. He comes with lies. And he always takes the truth and just perverts it just a tad. Just a little tad. So that there's enough truth there that you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, just like he did with Eve in the garden. Well, surely, did God say, did God really say this? Oh, yeah, he comes at you with some truth. He knows how you work. That's how he kept me in deception. Because I, you know, thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was living in you know, living the right way. I thought I was, but yet I was in deception because I had not, I had, I had, uh, I, I had submitted myself to a devil where there was no truth and living in deception, trying to believe that, oh, you know, this is not, it, it's all okay. It's all going to work out. <laughs> but if I'd listened to my father, you see, if I realized my value as a, as a daughter of the king, my father was trying to rescue me all along. But I didn't realize my value. I bought the lie that I'm not valuable that somehow I must deserve this, right? So there was a lot of truth of worshiping, loving the Lord, reading the word, one little perverted little lie. Somehow I must deserve this. Something's wrong with me. One little perverted lie. You know what I'm saying? It only takes little, just a little turn, a little turn to get you completely off track and completely in the enemy's hands. And then he starts he feeding, he's got his seeds, and they're growing, going deeper, deeper rejection, <laughs> deeper shame, deeper unforgiveness, right? Oh, Lord, you got a war, and how are you going to do you got to be loyal to the master. I want every one of you to say this word, master. master. He is your master. 
your Lord, your Lord, not just your Savior. Because, yes, he saved us from the pit of hell, but he's our master, right? Amen. And then we are loyal to our master because he is the one who loves us. He is the one who keeps us in truth. He is the one who will not let us be deceived if we stay loyal to him and to his ways and to his love, even when it comes to his love for us. Right? Loyalty is the nature of God. Ezekiel 38, 23, it says, Thus I will demonstrate my greatness and my holiness, and I will be recognized, understood, and known in the eyes of many nations. Yes, they shall know that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler, who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. He calls forth loyalty. Psalms 89, 24, my loyalty and love will be with him. Through me, he will be strong. I'll tell you one thing. He is loyal to you. You can go down to the pits of hell and have a party and do all kinds of stuff, and he, is, he will never leave you. He's never left you. And your spirit is right there. Right there. With him, Christ is protecting that. You know, when I had that vision about going into Christ and the light and everything, and I heard him saying, Father, I thank you. I've not lost one that you gave me. I've not lost. He'd never lost you. Never. He's with you. You can offend your angels. They might jump shit for a while. But he never leaves you. When he says, I will never leave you, he is in your spirit. He is there. He is there always. And so, you know, sometimes I hear songs about, you know, where people are singing, Lord, uh, send your Holy Spirit to come, Lord, be with me. Hey, he is there. He is there. It's our soul that needs to make the adjustment. It's our soul that we should say, soul, you line up. Soul, speak to your soul. Soul, find your master. Find your master soul. Soul, you're out of, if you can't see him, you can't hear him, you don't know where he is, soul, find your master. Amen? Loyalty and power, the nature of God's loyalty and love working in and through you will cause you to be strong and powerful. You see, the Lord is faithful. He is loyal. Like that 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, May the God of peace sanctify you wholly, spirit, soul, and body. And he is faithful. He will do it. Well, he has already sanctified your spirit. When you invited Jesus Christ in, your spirit has him, and there's no room for any other spirit. It's, he's there, and he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. The nature of God's loyalty and love working in and through you will cause you to be strong and powerful. So when you feel weak, when you feel like you're being taken over by your flesh and your emotions or your uh, intellect and all this stuff, get into the spirit 
because then you will have strength. You will have power. Your very flesh gets its life from the Spirit, right? Power. Loyalty and truth keep a king in power. He continues to rule if he is loyal. Loyalty makes a person attractive. <laughs> and Psalm 710, that's, that was Proverbs 19.22. Loyalty makes a person attractive. So it's going to attract the right things, the right circumstances, the right blessing. Psalm 710, I am kept safe by God who saves those who are pure in heart. Now that is an awesome scripture because even when you feel like, even when you're in deception and there's a whole lot of stuff going on, your heart can be pure. You can be doing something thinking you're doing it for the right reasons and he will protect you. He always protects the pure in heart, the upright in heart. So even if you do get deceived, and we do, we do get a little deceived here and there. We do get off track. We do. The Lord protects the pure in heart. Amen? Amen. Loyalty question, questions. In what ways have you noticed God's loyalty working and through your life? In what ways have you not noticed? <clears throat> so that's a question you can ask yourself. In what ways has God's loyalty worked in your life? We need to think about that, how faithful he has been. Amen? In what ways have you not noticed? There may be areas that you haven't even begun to see how loyal he's been, that you've been given the devil credit, or you've been given the God credit for a bunch of negative, uh, yucky stuff that God never had anything to do with. Right? God, why are you doing this to me? God! Now, there may be a whole lot of things you sowed to the flesh, you sowed into sin, whatever, and God had nothing to do with that. And you're reaping it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're blaming God. You're blaming God because things didn't go your way and things got bad and whatever. And it had nothing to do with God. People blame God for everything. The devil loves that. He loves for people to blame God for all the bad things that are happening. Well, God's judgment is falling. God is a good God. Hmm? He is. But there is a law of sowing and reaping. And this earth is reaping a lot of what it's sowed, right? There's a law in place. It's a universal law. But it's not God. There's a lot of awful stuff that God had nothing to do with. And we don't want to blame God. He's good. He's a good God. Amen. So think about that. What areas in your life, let's talk about it, that at some point you blame God for some kind of trouble or some kind of hurt. You blamed him or you got mad at him. And then when you think about that, I want you to ask the Lord to forgive you and repent for blaming God and ask him to forgive you for doing that. Because if you think about it and look back enough, 
Um, he had nothing to do with it. Even things that happen to you as a child. Now, children are innocent. They're completely innocent, but but yet iniquity is visited up into the third and fourth generation. So parents and ancestors have sin, and it gave Satan legal rights because there was sin sown. Every time we sin, we're sowing into the future generations, and it gives the devil, oh, yeah, I can make every business that they ever attempt completely fall. And, and disappear because they had, because her grandmother had an abortion. So everything gets aborted. Well, you got to cut the enemy off with these rights, all right? And when you plead the blood of Jesus over your life, and you plead the blood of Jesus over your seed and all the generations, you pronounce the blessing, you activate the blessing, you cut Satan's rights off. That's why when I pray and take communion many, many, many times, um, I have done this where I've prayed for somebody, especially when somebody, you know, has got cancer or there's some serious stuff. I begin to go into the spirit and I plead the blood over not just them, but over their mother, their father and their ancestors. And I pronounce them forgiven in the name of Jesus. And I cut the enemy's rights off. Amen. And listen, I've seen so many miracles of people that it just there was no way they were going to make it. And yet, God, there was a turnaround. Amen. You cut the enemy off, but you got to sometimes you got to go into where the, it all started because these things are generational and one sin just continues and perpetuates and it gives the enemy rights to uh cut off to stop the blessing and we have to cut the enemy off and how do we do it we plead the blood we apply the blood we pronounce that there is forgiveness for everything that was done amen we stand in the gap intercede amen all right in, in what areas of your life might your loyalties be divided where in your life, are you double-minded? And let's think about this because <clears throat> I'll tell you about when you're double-minded, you can be in deception and not even know it because you don't see it like the nail. <laughs> and other, But other people can see it. So think about it. Where in your life are you double-minded that you one day this way, another day that way? I know in my emotions, you know, I can have a lot of double stuff going on in my emotions where I'm like, oh, and I start thinking a bunch of negative, oh, woe is me, oh. You know, and I have to like, whoa, where's my master? <laughs> That's not coming from him. Who's talking? Remember that? Who's talking? Who's on first? Who's on second? Who's on third? <laughs> Who's talking? Who is talking here? We've got all kinds of voices going on, right? Conversations going on. Who is talking? <laughs> Are they speaking the word? Are they speaking what's coming out of the spirit? Right? And, and the enemy knows how to do it. 
he knows how to do it. And you think it's all you. You think it's just, you think, what is wrong with me? I'm just so messed up. I don't know why I can't get it together. Whatever. That is all the enemy. He's taking you down a, a little rabbit trail. And it's just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. You got to stop it. All right. So think about the areas in your life that you are double-minded, that you, your loyalties are divided. And, you know, I, and I'll say this. Um, we do have, we do feel jerked in different ways sometimes, don't you? Where, you know, well, I need to be this way for my boss, and I need to be this way for my husband. Or, uh, you know, and you feel divided. Like, well, which one am I going to be, you know, loyal to? Well, then you've got to ask the Father for your priorities to be in order. Right? So he'll, t he'll give you the knowledge and what to say and how to respond. But as long as you know what the priorities are the proper priorities, right? Like if you're married, your husband or your wife, you have God and then you have your spouse, then you have your children, and then your boss and all these other people are that are there that, you know, you are, get caught up in the man-pleasing and all this stuff. Get your priorities right. We have, we've talked about priorities before. But we do feel that way. But just line it up with the word and with the right priorities, and the answers will come. And everything will work out. Right? It does. It's amazing how it just works out. What can you do to change from being divided to having a single mind or in your heart? So in the areas that you are divided, that you feel, you know, torn this way or that way, think about, what are those areas are and what you can do to change and be divided. First of all, find the priorities and get those priorities in order and go to the Holy Spirit and ask him to give you the answers, right? And the word of God, the word of God is a valuable enriches uh, lessons and not everybody knows all the word. So you may need to talk to somebody who has word in them and the word will come up. It'll say, and they're not going to tell you, you should do this, you should do that, you, whatever. But they're going to tell you the word. And you've got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit hears the word. And then the Lord speaks to your heart. Right? Amen. How has someone's disloyalty affected you in the past? And everybody in their past has had these experiences where someone has not been loyal. Or we haven't been loyal. All right. Now, and, and so you have to think about this in our soul shifters, sifting, shifting, lifting. We have to think about that. that. Now, how did that affect us? How did that affect our soul? And how is that affecting? affecting us and, you know a lot of people go into marriage and after marriage after marriage with a lot of baggage and a lot of soul ties and because things never got dealt with and so you know just like me with my husband I mean I came into this marriage I had so much junk 
and baggage, really, just so much. But I just thank God that I had somebody who knew how to navigate. That's what I call it, and, you know, navigate. And I have many nails in my head. <laughs> I love you. I understand. I will never leave you. <laughs> Amen. So, but that, you know, that, that steadiness and that, the fact that he is loyal in all of his life, you know, that, that fact right there gave me, built a little confidence, a little trust. And there were many times that even though my trust was shattered, I just had to go before the Lord. We were talking about this earlier. Like Sarah in First Peter, it talks about being a true daughter of Sarah. It says, who called Abraham Lord and trusted God. And even though it was hard for me to trust a man, um, I had to trust God in the man that God gave me, you see. But that, it takes time to be healed of something like that. But, I, but the fruit of his life is worthy, you know, of trust. But even when all that stuff comes around, I still have to trust God that he loves me enough that I am not deceived. Amen? That he loves me enough that he's put me in a safe place. Amen? So, yes, we have to look at how these things it, that we've all been exposed to, people who were not loyal. We've all been exposed to people who were deceiving, backstabbing, you know, totally unfaithful. We, we've all been exposed and how that has affected our soul and the wounds that are in our soul that need to be healed and can be healed and can be healed and will be healed, right? Amen. Amen. Because um, we can be totally healed and we will never, ever have to be deceived again. Do you know this is possible? <laughs> I mean, it's like this is possible, living in truth living in righteousness, living with the word of God, living in the spirit, being connected, being aligned with the one who is loyal, the one who is faithful, trusting him, always trusting him. And then he will guide you if you need to get out or depart or get away from somebody who's going to hurt you, right? And you do not have to be a doormat for somebody you know, you don't have to be Jesus on the cross. He did it for you. You're not required to be out there crucified, being a doormat and, you know, beaten to hell to back. I mean, you're not. He, he was literally beat to hell and back. You, you're not required. That's not, you, the Lord does not intend for you to go through that. Now, the Lord has, there are people who are chosen to be martyrs, but, but most of us in this country are not chosen to be a martyr. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we have to think about that, how this has affected us and how it's affected us today. Where are we not trusting? Where are we, you know, what areas... It could be even like uh, if you're going to your car at night. 
in, in a dark place. I mean, do you get full of fear? You know, what kind of, ha what kind of things are affecting you? So think about that. Be aware of what am I feeling now? Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling this? Am I feeling that? Do I have a nail? <laughs> and let me just say, you got some big angels. Always know that. You got him. You got some big dudes. They're big. Amen? You don't have to be afraid. Ever. Well, you might, the spirit might, you know, give you discernment that I need to go another direction. Yeah. And you say, yes, Holy Spirit, I'll do that. But you don't have to be afraid. Amen? Let's see what time it is. Okay. All right. So we want to ponder that a little bit this week. Loyalty. Don't lose your grip on love and loyalty. Tie them around your neck. Carve their initials on your heart. Earn a reputation for living well in God's eyes. In the eyes of the people. So this is out of Proverbs 3, 3. Don't lose a grip on love and loyalty. Always remember this. Always keep before you the love of God for you. Because that's when we don't, when we're not aware of his love for us, then we can start thinking a whole lot of negative things. It can Satan just comes in like a little worm and he can just take over with his little virus. Always remember how much he loves you and how, how precious you are to him, right? So love and loyalty, he is always faithful. He is always lovely, and he has tremendous love for you. Loyalty is the pledge of truth to oneself and others. So we need to be loyal to ourselves, a pledge of loyalty to the Lord to ourselves, it's truth. It's truth. It keeps us in truth forever. The Lord is forever loyal to you. Forever. You cannot give God what you don't have. If you don't have loyalty <laughs> in you, you cannot give God loyalty. The deception may be that you don't have control over your soul. You have authority over your soul. We do have authority by the Spirit over our soul. We have a will. We use the will to help us. But listen, your wills can be weak, but your spirit is super strong. It is Jesus. Amen. He's in you. Take ownership of your soul, then give it to God. Choose to give him your soul as a servant, as Christ became a servant for us. Master. Just remember that word. Master. And speak to your soul and remind it who its master is. Not you, not your body, not all your aches and pains, not all that. The master. Amen. Too often we are looking to others to tell us who we are and we give people power who don't even know who they are themselves. And I just want to say something, you know, while I'm reading that, I'm thinking about how, you know, we just went through a conference with prophecy, a lot of prophecy given. And 
I just want you to know this, that you might have been one sitting out there going, oh, I just wish he'd say something for me and prophesy something God showed me. I wish God would show him that. Listen, if God showed you something and it's in your spirit, you don't need. You get it? You don't need that. Okay? Because God may have shown you great and wonderful things that nobody else is seeing or needs to see because of timing or whatever. God has a reason. And it may be that no prophet ever is going to say it. But you keep moving forward into what God has shown you. Amen? The Lord bless you. The Lord is keeping you. He is making his face. His face is shining upon you. It's forever bright. Your spirit is whole. It's complete, full of light, full of his love. Oh, thank you, Father, for what you're doing in these souls. In Jesus' name, amen.